It's always scary if you don't press it. <clears throat> All righty. It's time, baby. It's time. Ready to... All right, guys. Welcome back to Basement Talk. Today, we have a special guest in the house, Emanuele. <laughs> Emanuele. Emanuele. Just butchers yeah. it right yeah. away. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Why did you say it's so scared, yeah. bro? Because, <laughs> I, because before we were filming, I was trying to get it right. Yeah. So I just wanted it to be perfect, but... Manny. Yeah. Manny. Manny. Manny, for sure. Emanuele. But thank you so much for coming on Basement Talk. You got a big fight coming up. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are you doing to prepare? How are you? How are you like doing everything day to day? I'm just training my balls off. <laughs> just living, oh, just your living life. Uh, you know, I go to Kings, go to practice there, train uh, Master Rafael Cordero. He's a beast. He's best in the game. Um, you know, practices there are brutal. Then I do strength and conditioning, jujitsu. I'm just training all day, every day, just yeah. uh, as much as I like, possibly can. I was training before this, you know. Cause I knew, and then after this, I'm gonna go train again tonight. You know, yeah, it's night. I'm, wow. I'm gonna do some type of strength conditioning or swimming or something like that. Uh, and that's just, and then studying, you know, studying, meditating, uh, visualizing, you know, looking at my game, um, how I can get better every day. I'm just trying to get better, you know. Um, that's pretty much how I get prepared for these what, fights. What man. what nationality are you? I'm West African from that's Togo. Awesome. Yeah, a country in Togo, West Africa called Togo. So it's like. Uh, like the California of Africa, it's just like right on the West Coast. There, it's a little small country, but uh, like Beach Town. But uh, Beach Town, yeah. What exactly. type of food yeah. is, is out there? Uh, West African food is like real spicy, um, mm. like a lot of fish, stuff like that, chicken, um, you know, beef, you know, just different like stews and stuff, yeah. fufu. Uh, you mean you guys probably don't know no this shit? I don't know. Yeah, food food. yeah. yeah it's fucking do fire. You, do you do you guys have like that type of food out here? Or does your family uh, know how to cook it? Oh yeah, I mean I'll cook it. Yeah, my family can cook it. Um, but out here, no, nah, there's not. There's like maybe one spot in L.A., but there's not many people who know like how to cook it. You do you know? guys have a bunch of fighters? Uh, no, nah, I'm I'm the only fighter. Uh, like for example, when I was in LFA, I'm the only fighter ever. From Togo in LFA. Wow. UFC has never had a Togo lease fighter. PFL's never had a Togo lease fighter. Uh where I'm from, there's actually no MMA fighters. So uh there's uh wrestling's a national sport, but the wrestling we do there is is different than the wrestling here. But uh yeah, I'm no only, only a fighter from uh from Togo. So, you know, I wanna uh when I'm out there training stuff, I'm like, yeah, I gotta I gotta get it, gotta do it because uh, you know, from my home country as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it'd be sick to win a world championship and uh, and go back to my country and you know, just like you know, show that you know. So that, that's like one of my motivating like factors as well. For sure. Yeah. How old were you when you moved out here? Uh, when I moved to uh, America, I was like four or five years old. And was it here? Or? No, I moved to St. Louis. So, no. Uh, no, I moved to New York, and then I moved to St. Louis later on. But I lived most of my life in St. Louis. How old were you? Yeah. Uh, when I moved to New York, Louis, New York, York, I was uh, four or five years old, mm. four or five. Uh, lived there for like three years, then moved to St. Louis, and I lived there most of my life. And that's when I got in, uh, I got an MMA out in St. Louis. And St. Louis is like <clears throat> Midwest, you know, it was just like, uh, it's a fight town for sure, you know. Uh, I lived in St. Louis City, Uh I lived in the hood, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I was getting into fights, like, left and right. Because I was an African kid. Yeah, was that a culture shock? uh, Culture shock? For me, nah, not really. Because I I was a little kid, you don't really know the difference, you know what I'm saying? But when it was kind of weird because, like, at home, right, we'd be speaking Eve, eating different food, different things. We'd go out to different African events. That's just how we were. But then uh, you go out to, like, school, and it's a different different culture. So you have a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And then at the time... You know what I'm saying? The culture is just completely different. So, like, my, my parents would be like, here, just wear, uh, wear the same thing two days in a row. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't have, like, a bunch of money and stuff like that. So, like, hey, wear the same thing two days in a row. Uh, and then kids would be like, uh, joning on me. That's what we call yeah. it in St. Louis. They'd be Jonin. like, this is me. Yeah, yeah would be joning. Cool. And then I'd have to get into a fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that was, like, a regular occurrence. So, um, over time, uh, you know, over time, I just kept getting into fights. And then in my neighborhood... We would just like box in the streets, you know, all the time. And uh, then later on, I, what were you gonna say? No, dude, yeah. I was gonna say because sorry to cut you off on oh. that, but I saw your most popular video on YouTube. Yeah. Was a street fight KO. Yeah, was yeah. that in St. Louis? Not, yeah, it was in that was in St. Louis, but that was in O'Fallon. So 
I lived in St. Louis, St. Anne. That's like, like one at the time when I was uh, living there, that was, it was the number one most dangerous place in America to oh, live. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, like, you know, my mom has a beauty supply out there, uh, different businesses, you know, right across the street, like broad daylight, the dirt cheap, it, they got, it got like robbed in broad daylight. It was, it was crazy. That was like when I was a kid, it would just always be some type of craziness going on, um, in St. Louis. So that's St. Louis is a very dangerous place. Uh, once we, once my family got their money up and their business started doing better and stuff like that, uh, then we moved to the suburbs and that was in, that's called O'Fallon. So it's like a nicer area, super safe. It's like one of the safest places in America. So it was like complete different, you know, but it's just like 30 minutes outside of St. Louis. Where you were. Yeah. And that's where I knocked that dude out. So like when I went, yeah, when I so was what like, led, what yeah, led up to dude. that? That was like, uh, so um, you know, I don't want, I don't want any problems. I just want to hang out. I just want to chill, you know, uh, especially back in those days, it's super quiet. So I was just chilling, uh, at a party, right. With my buddies and, uh, this kid, um, he's like, you know what, let me, let me try to fight this guy because and get a name off of him, build my name off of him type what? shit. You know, like he always, oh, like nice in guy. a let street fight type yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, came up to me, he's like, Hey, uh, let's have a fight because also we would just fight, you know, that's like, there's nothing else to do. So we'd have street fights around, around that time. That was when never back down was like popular and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's just what we would do. So I was like, yeah, at the party, I was just like, all right, whatever. Uh, we could fight. I didn't think nothing of it. Next day I'm at home. The dude shows up to my, to my place with like three different guys and they're going to like, all right, we're going to fight now or what? So I was like, all right, whatever we, we can fight. So, uh, but at that time, I think I was like 16, 16, 15 in that video. Uh, I was training every single day. You oh, heard what I'm saying? I was, was going to ask you that. I was in the basement. <laughs> the basement, basement podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, was yeah, I was literally in the basement watching every single fight, playing UFC 1 or UFC 2, whatever video yeah. game, shadow boxing. I didn't know how to train. I didn't know, not, like, but I was just like. You just, were zoned. You were zoned out. I was, just, I was just figuring out. You wanted like, to fight. Yeah, yeah, you I wanted to fight. I wanted to be a moment. fighter. He was waiting for know? someone to knock on his door yeah. and ask him to fight. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and uh, so I was training, you know, and uh, so a dude popped up, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And I just, you know, I think he, uh, he, he was like, I threw some jabs, and he came at me real aggressive. I, like, slipped some punches, and I just threw, like, an overhand, and he just, just knocked him out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and it, was, uh, it was actually scary because – after I knocked him out, he was like, uh, he he just kept, he was like, uh, oh, what happened? What happened? Over, like, his memory was just, like, gone. That's the worst. And he just kept, like, over, oh, it was like, an hour. Shit. He's like, what, what What happened? What happened? And then we dropped him off his parents. I felt super bad. But also, that was his fault because he <laughs> yeah. came there. You he, dropped him off? No, no. my uh, The other guys he came with dropped oh. him off. I had to go with him, you know, because yeah. I'm not just going to leave him there, you know, so... Uh, it looked like a professional street fight though, because you guys had gloves on. Oh yeah, no, we had gloves. Like no, that's what we would do. Like literally, that's what every single weekend we would uh, fight. You know, there's nothing else to do. So, um, like the the way I even got into fighting MMA, I didn't know nothing about MMA. Didn't know. I actually, when I saw MMA, I was like, these dudes are crazy. I would never do that in a million yeah. years. You know, uh, and. Uh, I think it was first fight, so I was Chuck Liddell and uh, Tito Ortiz, <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, these guys are crazy." But then uh, one day, you know, this this dude, he was his, uh, his kid was like a junior, but he was like a second, or he took second in state, really good wrestler. And uh, I was in eighth grade and uh, going into high school, and that was in summer school or something. And this kid was like. Oh, you you won't fight me, whatever, blah, blah blah. So I was like, I don't, I'll fight anybody. You know, I'm not scared of anybody. Like I grew up fighting, you know, my whole life. You know, fighting my older brother, fighting his friends. You know, so it was just regular stuff to me. I didn't know there was actually technique like that. So whenever we, I showed up, showed up, the whole school's there. Uh, we put the gloves on, you know, and I got my ass whooped. I got taken <laughs> down. You know, I got taken <laughs> down. I got ground and pounded. You know, Damn. I knew nothing about wrestling. I got my ass beat. And I, as I got up, I was like, all right, let's do it again. And then got taken down again. Actually, there's the video is somewhere. I, I want that video bad. I want it, I want that video badly, but I don't if know. If you find it, we'll put it right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be great. And uh, then I got taken. And then I said, all right, let's do it again. It's three times. And then uh, got taken out again, got my ass whooped. Then my God, I was like, I'm going to learn this shit. And then when that day I got home, laid in bed, my head was all throbbing and shit. Is laid in the dark, and I've been obsessed with MMA ever since. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, right now, you know, I'm coming off a couple losses. Uh, but, you know, some people counting me out, talking shit, whatever. They don't understand, like, 
this is regular shit for me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck about a loss. Like, it's how you got started. Yeah, it's how I got started. I've been getting my ass beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been getting my ass beat my entire life. So, uh, this is regular shit for me. It's part of my process, you know? So, um, this next fight, you know, it was a comeback fight for me. And, uh, you know, one of my buddies actually was like, oh, you know, you lost some fights. Like, oh, I guess it's time to wrap it up, right? Nah, I'm going to be here for a while. I literally don't, I don't care if I lost eight fights in a row. For me, this is like I have uh, a vision. I have a goal. It's not about uh, obviously I want to be like undefeated and have like a uh, Mayweather type of career, but it doesn't matter. Now I even like it more so because whenever I do win a belt, I can look back on when I got fucking dropped those two fights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I had to fucking really grind it out and really like stay focused and keep the vision and how, persevere. How did you, know? you how did you get so mentally tough? How did you train yourself to just think like, okay, I'm not gonna block I'm gonna block everyone out yeah. and I'm gonna come back after these two fights? Because yeah. I'm sure you were really upset when you lost. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It's devastating. The people don't understand, like when a fighter loses a fight, it's devastating. It's just Real devastating, yeah. And uh, for me, I mean, I just been getting my ass beat the whole time. Anybody who knows me for real, like my first ever fight camp, um, like with real fighters back in Missouri, Profe- uh, Professor Steve in Missouri, we had a little crew. Steve is a big country uh, Midwest dude who's a beast fighter, crazy good fighter, but people don't know who he is. This guy is a fucking beast. And it would just be me and him sparring. Everybody's scared to spar this guy. Be me and him sparring every day. Get my ass whooped. Get my ass whooped. But I'm like, all right, I'm getting better. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's just part of my process. You know, I grew up, you know, me and my brother be fighting. He'd be bigger than me, stronger than me. So I would lose, but sometimes I'd win, you know. I would go with uh, his his uh, his friends, right? They'd be whooping my ass because I'm the small, skinny kid, right? But over time, I can whoop all their asses now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> tell, so, tell, us, like, tell us about, like, your street fights going into, like, your amateur fights. Yeah. When did that start? Because you started kicking ass in amateur because yeah. you have to to go pro. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about like your jump from in the street fighting mm-hmm. to like going into proper cages yeah. and fighting in the amateur league. Yeah. So yeah, basically my like uh, backyard, like you know, like the you ever see on uh, YouTube or the backyard Instagram, fights, the backyard yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah bro, insane. we've been doing that stuff. We like were street, doing that. Like OG wait, wait, street. wait. Oh, yeah. did you actually have a cage though? Like no, no, that? we were just backyard grass. I mean, you can look it up. O'Fallon FC. It probably you'll probably see some of the videos Man. on there. They're still on the internet, and all that. we would just literally, we, grew up loving we would just beefs. literally just fight. It's called street you know? beefs, yeah, yeah, street beefs, bro. We were doing that back in. 2010 we yeah. were doing that 20, 2008 <laughs> we've been doing that's like that, when i got bro. in that like yeah. mma and stuff like and we were doing that like we didn't know what we were doing some of the fights you'll see like some guy has no gloves on one guy has gloves on and we're just beating you know we're just beating that's each crazy. other's ass you know uh but basically so that was every weekend we would do that and we would train like in the backyard um and you know i just had fights i'd go i'd watch bj penn and i just like just like see what he's doing and like start learning about jujitsu. I would start going to jujitsu gym. I started wrestling because I knew I was going to be a fighter. And uh, so that was just every day for me. And then as soon as I graduated high school, I knew I was going to be a fighter. I told my dad I was going to be a fighter. He's like, you can't do that. You know, because where we're from, that's not like really a thing. Nobody ever fights. You know what I'm saying? It's not really. Not a profession. It's, it's so far like in a different field. Nobody People in my bloodline have fought before, but they're like warriors, though. They weren't like uh, like, fighting for the country, not for like a profession. They're not fighting for like you know what I'm saying, prize fighting. You know, so it was very different. And uh, when I graduated high school, I was like, all right, I just got a job at Walmart just so I can get money to to start training. You know, and I got my car started. uh, I started going up to Gracie Baja in St. Louis, uh, and I met uh, Professor Mike Buckles. Started training with him every single day and uh, Professor Steve. And then from there, you know, I was I had a plan. I was like, All right, I'm going to get I'm going to wait until I become a purple belt. And then I'm going to have my first amateur, like real amateur fight. Uh, and, you know, I was doing jujitsu tournaments every week because I studied the game. I saw all the top fighters like they all had like a specific like uh, like hmm. there's a path to success. John Jones, he wrestled and then he had all these competitions in wrestling, which basically are fights. And then so when you go in there, he knows how to compete, and then he, he's going to be able to win. GSP didn't have that background, but he you can you can figure it out. You know, like pretty much every top fighter has had, like, 
a competition background almost, you know? And then there's guys like Francis Ngannou, GSP, who didn't have that background, but if you really want it, you can, like, you can, your desire can, like, get you very far, you know? So um, I was doing jiu-jitsu tournaments every week, every, or not every week, every month, was traveling all over America, and I uh, was doing really good, because it's my whole life, I was just uh, trained twice a day, go to bed, train, you know, that's it, compete, and I was winning all this stuff, uh, doing super good, and then, you know, fast forward, it was like, three years and then uh I had my had my first fight against Gabe Rodriguez in Iowa and Gabe was uh he was like knocking people out he was a really good fighter his brother was a champion in uh cage aggression and um you know he was like a really really good fighter over there at the time and uh so I came in zero zero but uh you know I was like fully prepared and we had a crazy hard uh fight camp and I went in there and just dominated him so it looked like when people saw me for that first fight, it's like, damn, it's, like, I had skills, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just like I was just some regular amateur fighter. Um, and then uh, after that fight, when I moved, and I was like, all right, I want to take it seriously. I want to really do this. So I moved to California. 200 bucks. I had, like, what, 250 bucks? Damn, You know, man. nothing I told my How parents. Like, I was, uh, it was like, uh, 20, I think I was like 23. 23, 200 bucks to add 250 bucks. Yeah, literally 250 (laughs) bucks packed up my, uh, my, uh, Honda Santa Fe, Hyundai (laughs) Santa Fe, literally drove to California, took like two days. When I got to California, I had zero because I had to spend money on the gas (laughs) and have nothing when I got to California. And, uh, but that whole way through, I was just riding ahead. I was like, uh, listen, uh, uh, Little Skies. Uh, he had oh, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like when he first came <laughs> Nowadays, out. Nowadays, like 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. He first came out. He had like a like this like album that Holy was just all about the grind, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like just listening to that, and I was just like riding through uh, America, and I was just like, damn, I'm really doing it, like because it was very like That's uncertain. Crazy. I was just like, like I'm really like diving in. I'm really going for my dreams right now, you know. Uh, regardless of whatever happens, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do it. So. Popped here, and then as soon as I got here, you know, I already had my place like situated, situated, but I had zero money, so I had to like instantly. I was like on DoorDash, Postmates, and I was just grinding all day. And then I just figured out uh, where I wanted to train, uh, you know, started training, then started trying to line up amateur fights. And I had like eight fights fall out, you know, like day oh, of the fight, no. week before the fight. What's that feeling like? Amateur. It was just like. Damn, you know, I really worked really, really hard. I really want to get this, yeah. get this going, get my amateur fights up, so then I can go pro. Um, and then uh, it's just a shitty villain, you know. Like you work super hard. One of the fights uh, I was doing DoorDash, and uh, <laughs> you know, I got like attacked by a dog. You know, like the the week or it's like yeah, the week of the fight. Oh, doing and DoorDash I, week, yeah, doing DoorDash, yeah, and uh, in Laguna Beach, and uh, but I still was gonna fight, but the dude pulled out. And uh, then I, after that one, I was like, nah, I got to go pro, you know? So I was like, I wasn't sure if I could do it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I could even do it because uh, I only had the one amateur fight, but I was like, I have to make a move. I got to make a change. And what I was looking determines at, that though? Who, who your pro? coach or uh, does the league, like, was it the LFA? No, no. LFU is very rare. People go pro and get in fight in LFA right off the bat. No, nah, it's just basically whenever you're ready. Like usually, like if you have a coach, your coach would be like, yeah, all right, you're ready to go pro. But when I moved to California, I didn't have relationships like that. It was just yeah. me, you know? So just me managing myself, uh, me doing everything. So it was just like I had to make the decision, like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do this, you know? So I was like, all right, you know, I'm out of pussy. I'm just going to go pro. Fuck it. Chuck Liddell didn't have no amateur fights, you know? <laughs> uh, fucking uh, all the old school guys didn't have amateur fights. They just went in there, it. you know? So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do it. It's been done before, so why not? And then uh, I did it. Um, I was over there training in Huntington Beach and, uh, you know, training with some real tough guys, Liam McGeary, you know, I was helping him with his camp. And uh, that was around the time I was making my pro debut and uh, went in there. I had a fight with this guy named Gordy, and he's a tough guy. He had, like, a few fights, a bunch of knockouts. And, uh, you know, I just went in there, used my jiu-jitsu, took him down and ground and pounded him, just mauled him, you know, every single round. It was like 10, 8 rounds every round. And, uh, and that was the start of my pro career. Wow. That's a, that, that's hey guys, I want to say real quickly: be careful what you say to your door dasher. He might kick your ass. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. That's a good one. Seriously, like especially out here in Newport, because like actually, <laughs> just last night, I almost got into a fight with this dude. 
uh, one of my buddies hit me up. He's like, he wanted me to like uh, do some security for him, right? Some like private security. So I'll do some. I like back when I came out here, I was hustling hard, you know. So yeah, um, you know, so I do some security, this and that. So I was like, I'm not doing nothing tonight. All right, <laughs> yeah. I can make few, make a few hundred bucks tonight. All right, no problem. Just like easy security gig. All right, cool. So is uh, it Newport? In Newport, yeah. Like the bars, or yeah, yeah like we were going to Whaler, going to like uh, <laughs> where did we go? Went to some of the Pandry, went to okay. uh, some other spot. Uh, what was it? The first spot, Joey, Joey Newport Beach. Mm. So we're just over there. Basically, this guy, like the guy that I'm supposed to be protecting, whatever, being his bodyguard, he's drunk out of his ass. Whatever, that's no issue. There's his friend that was like. Uh, just some weirdo, some weirdo fat dude. Like, he had, like, <laughs> curls and stuff. He was just saying little, little slick shit. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> To you? Yeah, to me. He was like, no, not to me. He was saying it around me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But one of my buddies heard it and told me. And he was, like, saying some shit, like, trying to, like, demean me almost. Like, oh, this is, like, oh, this is your security guard. What's he What's he doing? Why is he over there? You know, what, what's, why isn't he? What like, the? and I was like, so I walked up to him. I was like, hey, uh, you know, I heard what you said. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, uh. Uh, oh, my dad box, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, I'll fucking strangle. So I was like, hey, man, don't ever get it twisted. My like, dad box. Like, my dad yeah. box. That's yeah. not going to help you, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, careful. He like, might call his dad. Yeah. I was like, bro, don't ever in your life. Because a, a lot of these, like, Newport guys, like, especially these older dudes, they have money, whatever. They, they've they never been in a fight before. And they they think they can just talk crazy to people. And they have more like, ego than skill. Yeah, egos, like... I was like, bro, I'll beat the fucking shit out of you. you know what I'm saying? I don't care about, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no. I'm a man. Don't fucking say no stupid shit to me. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and, uh, then there was another time I was with, I was with my girl. And then, uh, one of her girlfriends, her boyfriend or husband or something like that, uh, it was like some rich dude. First time I ever met this guy in my life. Never seen this guy. I'm like, if I go to meet you, everything's cool. I'm going to always show everybody respect. This dude came up to me and he was like, uh, first off, I felt like he was looking at my girl a little weird. Maybe I was, maybe I'm a little weird. I don't know. But that's the view, that's, that's the view I got. So that's right. That's already a strike right there. Then he he came up to me. He's like, hey, what's up, bud? And that whoa, shit drives me crazy. Whoa, yeah, yeah, that shit drives buddy, me crazy. Buddy, yeah. pal, yeah. champ. Yeah. I hate all that yeah. shit. Yeah. I know exactly it's what you're like, talking about. It's yeah. like, so I was like, all right, bud. And I was like. And I was just like, I was trying to just be calm, you know, because it was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, because the thing is, they're expecting me to like, I'm a big black dude, right? So I'm in Newport around all these, these like super rich people. So (laughs) if I just go ape shit on this guy, especially because you guys understand it, he called me bud. But if I go ape shit, they're going to be like, oh, he's, he's. From he's the outside what, perspective, crazy, yeah. it's what they're expecting. He's he's, he's crazy. He's, a, you know, but this guy fucking disrespected me. You know what I'm saying? And he know what the, he knows what the fuck he did. But uh, you know, just shit like that, you know, drives yeah. me crazy. You should yeah. never talk shit or do anything in public like that, especially like yeah. this guy last night. He had no idea you're a pro fighter. Yeah, no, no, he did know. But oh, he knew. No, he knew. Yeah, he knew. But I think he's just walking the line, dude. Yeah, he's what? trying to see how far he, he, he can get oh, off. He was getting off on some type of. Uh, Oh, he's not really gonna punch me. Yeah. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. But no, I might. I literally <laughs> might. Yeah. Yeah. You never know, bro. I literally no, might punch you. People think like, they can say anything. Have you seen that video no. of Mike Tyson on the plane that <laughs> came out like a year ago or yeah, whatever? Yeah, the that. guy's like joking <laughs> around with him. It's yeah. like at a certain point, he's not just like famous Mike Tyson. He's a boxer. Yeah. He'll yeah. beat yeah. the fuck out of you. Yeah. Type yeah. Of and not even that. He's a fucking street kid from yeah. uh, from Brownsville. Who was doing? He was in uh, juvie. Who was, you know, he was shit, like yeah. a hardcore dude. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of guy you're messing with. Like, you know, uh, so that's like what happens all the time. Uh, just like stupid shit like that people do. You know, especially in Newport and then you're out clubs or whatever because yeah. they don't have that. Me personally, I don't want to fight anybody because I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like even the fact I don't know what he knows. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm probably gonna be his you ass. Too. You know I'm, I'm probably gonna be his ass, but. Then again, I don't know. I could take an L. I'm not, I'm not above taking L's like in a street fight, you know, just because I train like hard every yeah. day. Anything can happen. You can slip on a banana peel. You get clipped. Anything can happen. <laughs> what's, so. the, what's the like if you can give advice to like, I don't know, like Kyler or something? Yeah. The fuck? Like what's the best thing to like do in a street fight? He's never the been fuck? in a street no, what's fight. Like the, what would you say? Like what would you what advice yeah. would you give for yeah. like a like a street fight? Like if Kyler's fighting like some like. 
some like kid from me and, Newport. Me and Zach are, you know, ran into each other. He's talking shit. Yeah. What do I yeah. do? What's I don't his, like his what's long your hair. Advice? He's, like, he's always trying to de-escalate, trying not to get into the street. Like, yeah, because okay. But it, do you go for like he's a tackle a, Ky- first? Kyler's at a situation where yeah. he has to have his first street fight right fight. right now. Shut what is up, your first yeah. like? Yeah. Uh, if you're in his corner, he has to have. If he has to have the fight, I mean. Jab, cross, you know, <laughs> push, kick, may kick his knees out. Elbow? You know, elbow, eye poke, you know, you know, just really, really try to fuck him up. Is there anything hit? off limit in a street fight? Nah, everything goes. Nuts? Yeah, nah, no, every, you're not yeah nuts, everything. Yeah, kick him in the ball. Everything what? goes. It's a street everything fight. Goes. Yeah, it's a street fight. Everything Damn. Goes. They might have a knife. You never know. Like, they might, they might try some crazy shit. That's why I always say try to yeah. avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you get into a street fight... Everything goes like try to sla- like you try to slam them on the concrete, try to poke their eyes out, try to bite their <laughs> ear off. You know what I'm saying? Anything like seriously, it's a street fight. You know, punch them in the it's back you, of the head. Yeah. Like you know, uh, I've seen Kobe pinch somebody in a street fight. Pinch what? I've never <laughs> pinched. <laughs> no, I actually have seen Kobe uh, slam someone's head on the concrete before. Well, that's a whole story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like five years old, dude. Yeah. Jeez. I wasn't, what? No, yeah. that's a yeah, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole different story. Other so thing, but. for you coming to California, like not that much experience training, not knowing anybody out here, how much of an advantage is it for you training at a MMA gym like yeah. Kings? Oh, and Kings is the best. I've trained at like all these places. Kings is the best place by yeah. far, and not only it's like a family type of vibe there. So like, yeah, we beat we beat each other's ass, but however, it's with love. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm. like everybody's there to get better, you know. And that's like I made the most leaps and bounds at Kings, you know. Like, uh, um, Master Rafael Cordero, he's like a really great dude too. In the in the sport full of scumbags, you know, there's like a few really good dudes, and he's one of them. Like, he's not there, uh, just like ride your wave or he's like there even if you're just a regular guy not a pro fighter and you maybe let's say you suck he's gonna be like hey what's up like how's it going like he's gonna actually care about you know Mm. lies guys they don't they just care like for bringing them money for opportunity yeah exactly like Alfredo Cordero he's a great great dude so for me like it reminded me of like when I was back in Missouri uh I'm back with like a family type of vibe where I can really like get better you know so that's why Kings for me is like the best best how, spot. How hard do you go in sparring? Uh, I mean, we go pretty hard. I mean, we're not trying to like knock each other out, you know. But uh, have you ever had someone like yeah. really try to hit uh, you hard? Oh yeah, yeah. First time I came out to like first when I first moved to California, first gym I was at, uh, there was like some like uh, like old dude like he was probably like thirty eight, right? And he was like just going ape shit trying to knock me out. And I, at that point, I was in ridiculous shape. So me and this dude, we had like this wasn't at Kings. This is at a different gym. Yeah. Me and this dude had a brawl right in the middle of the, of the gym, and it was just like everyone cleared out, <laughs> and uh, it was like I cracked this dude hard in his nose, and his nose was bleeding and stuff. Uh, and then other gyms, other uh, sparring sessions. Yeah, we've had had sparring, hard sparring sessions. I've had like uh, a orbital fracture before from sparring. Dang. You know, I had uh, you know concussions from sparring. Um, you know, I've gotten dropped before in sparring. Um. Yeah, I've had like some pretty hard sparring sessions, but it's kind of hard. when you say like how hard are you guys going. I don't. I don't really know how hard we're going. It's just kind of mm. regular shit to me. I don't know. It's like, like the pace that you yeah, keep. Yeah. Like we go hard. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not really like. It's not. It doesn't. It's just like normal. You know what I'm all saying? sparring is sparring. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Do your your parents are fully supportive now? Oh yeah, they're all they love it. Yeah, I mean it's been like a good 15, 16 years now. Oh, you know what I'm saying? They when come, I gotta do get they used watch to all it? your fights? Yeah, they come out to all my fights. Yeah. Is your mom all nervous and stuff? Uh, yeah, she's nervous, but she knows like you know this is what I've been doing since yeah. I was like you know a kid. So and like when I first started, she's like, oh, you're not gonna do it. But then over time, she sees how much the child, the determination. She's there when I'm training every day, coming home injured, like I'm coming back for more. She's there when I was like running, you know, 5 a.m., you know, in Missouri, like, day in, day out. It's like, oh, okay, this dude's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people who really, really know me and know, like, my day in, day out, like, how like how I train, you know, it's like, all right, there's no, you can't talk this guy out. Of you you do personal training, too, yeah, yeah, on the training. daily. So do you personal train people just to get in shape or to fight? Hey guys, yes, I'm on a private jet, and none of this would be possible without our sponsor, Zill Media. If you need any social media or any content done, or even start a podcast like ours, they are the best in the business. 
Go to zillmedia.com and mention Basement Talk for a discount on their services. Now let's get back to the episode. Uh, let's get off this fake jet. <laughs> Go get back to the episode. Uh, all the above. Yeah, all the above. So a lot of, I mean, I train girls to get their ass bigger. I train dudes to fight. Yeah. He's doing the Lord's work. Damn. Program, Thank you, bro. The booty program. Thank you. You know, all the above. You know, like, yeah. uh, it just depends. Let me know you if know. you need a guy to set up cones or anything. You yeah. know, next time. <laughs> set the mats out for yeah. the ladies. <laughs> I'm there, dude. Yeah. You know, That's so fire. physique. Like, I just love, I train some super old dudes, you know, who just want to get in shape, like, um, so yeah, I love, I love it all. You know, uh, I just love fitness has been a passion of mine forever. If what? you weren't a fighter, what do you think you would have ended up doing? Uh, if I wasn't a fighter, I would be, uh, I'd be doing graphic design, graphic design, uh, painting, you know, stuff like that, selling art, which I do, I do sell art. Uh, but you know, fighting takes up a lot of time. So if I wasn't fighting, I'd be doing that. Like what kind art of art business. do you? Uh, abstract art. Wow. You know, I do I do all styles, but uh, I like I like cubism a lot. Um, abstract that's stuff. It's like one you know. extreme to another. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. I mean, that's, that's, that's I've been doing cool. art before that's I was awesome. even fighting. Yeah, for a long time. Like anybody who knows me from like high school or like middle school knows. Like I was a kid, like drawing all day. I'd be like getting in trouble. Yeah. I would go. I would get in trouble, go into in-school suspension, and I'd just sit there drawing all day. You know, that's, that's all I would do. So, uh, and I made, like, won some art competitions, made some money from art, sold art, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I love art a lot. If I wasn't fighting, I would just be drawing, you that's, know, all day painting, crazy. you know. Yeah. It's such like a, it's like a quiet hobby. Yeah, compared yeah. To, I know, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I, awesome, though. I was going to say, I saw, uh, dude, the gym closed for you, but then you went to the beach and did the hot chick it, squat challenge. What yeah. was that about, bro? Oh. Oh. <laughs> My question is, where was Ari in yeah. bro? Yeah, was <laughs> dude, good. that's some good Riz, though. Yeah. Like, I saw that. That was yeah. good. Kind of respects the Riz. Yeah, I mean, basically, what was that? That was like, I think. Did you guys uh, see that? That was no? like before COVID. I uh, that. I was went to Huntington. Me and my me and my guy uh, Brad, you know, it was like let's let's try something. Let's try something different. You know, <laughs> yeah. Let's try and we just went up to the went out to the beach and uh, you know just walked up to chicks and like, hey, we're doing a squat challenge. You know, and then just squatted chicks as many times as we could, and uh, you know did a bunch of chicks back in the day. Like when I was in like high school and different stuff like that. Uh, me and my buddies, we there was this thing called like simple pickup back in the day. What? Yeah, you ever you ever nah, see that? No, nah. they were like a big YouTube channel back in the day. But we would literally just like practice uh, talking to different chicks. Like my first job ever was uh, canvassing, so we like go door to door in Missouri, going door to door. Uh, just they're super racist dude. Sketchy. Yeah, super sketchy with the Confederate <laughs> flags. They're getting like guns pulled on me and stuff. So. Uh, also, business-wise, it's like a really good skill to have business-wise, Sales. just being able to go talk to people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just did this, the hot chick squat challenge. Uh, <laughs> for one, it was because he he said that I wouldn't do it. You know, he said, oh, I couldn't uh, get any girls to to, do, to agree to the squat challenge. And then they all wanted to do the squat challenge. You so like the, like, do you like the girls out know? here in Cali? Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's from Cali. So yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. How'd you meet your girl? Uh, Tell us about that. Squat challenge? Uh, it was no. like back in like 20, uh, what was it, 2020. And then uh, basically I was doing like a speech and she was in the crowd and uh, basically. <laughs> you guys uh, locked actually, eyes? Actually, no, it was like, I hit her up on Instagram afterwards. I actually wasn't. How'd even, you find the Instagram? Like It was just weird because she was at the event. I think uh. I was just like. Looking at the like Loki, a little stock. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, not even because like I wasn't even trying to make her my girlfriend at, at oh, all. Okay, you know I was just like it just kind of happened. It was kind of it was like because uh, basically she worked for uh, the jujitsu company that that I'm like uh, in. Oh, cool. So, or like the same team. So I was like, oh, cool, you do this. And then I was I was like uh, just broke up with my my ex girl at that time, and. Uh, and I wasn't even thinking about having a girlfriend at all. And then just turned out like we had a lot in common and then she was super cool. And then we just hit it off and then she was my girl. That's basically how that happened. But does she fight too? Uh, no, nah, I would never date a fighter. Yeah. I would yeah, never date I a agree fighter. With girl. That. Yeah. I mean, not because they're not hot or not because they're cool. It's just like, nah, you're too much like me at that point. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I don't want, I want 
Like, is it too like masculine? Is, or is it's masculine, it, yeah. super masculine. Yeah. You know, I mean, no disrespect. Like some of the girls that I train, like there's some, like I have mad respect for fighter girls, but me personally, I like like girly girls. I would yeah. never yeah. date like a fighter chick. Like why, where I look like, like, uh, like my girlfriend's getting her ass beat in a in a cage fight and she's bleeding and shit and then like we're at home and then on top of that the <laughs> that's so true that, like, that's like, like, I, I never yeah. thought about it that <laughs> way but and, then, and then on top of that the aesthetics like we're at the beach and she has black eyes and shit people are gonna think I'm beating her ass oh, right oh so it's like God. it's like there's no winning with no that. that's smart yeah, what so the hell? Like, I would never date a fighter Damn. girl like not because they're yeah. not great people not because they're not cool. It's just the, for me personally, I like girly girls, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, like my girl is super feminine. She's super sweet, you know. She would never. She she knows martial arts. Like she's a black belt in like uh, a different martial art, and we I train her all the time. Cool. But you know, as far as like really actually fighting and throwing down, like nah. Like if it's I were to get into like a brawl or something, she would be there and she she would like if I was like needing help, she would jump in, you know. But I would never want her to like jump in, you know. No, like, yeah. You know, like, Nobody yeah. wants their girl to yeah, jump in a fight know, for yeah. them. Any yeah. like girl advice for like Kyler? Or Dude, Zach? Yeah. what the? F- <laughs> I'm trying. To I, I think honestly, advice, advice, girl advice. Yeah. He wants girl advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> give me it, man. I need it, dude. <laughs> no, Shit, no, dude. no, but for real, when was like that? When did the LFA call? Because that's yeah. very big. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, basically, I was after I beat uh, Patrick Becker. We had a great fight. Um, that was uh, like yeah. If you can talk about that fight, talk about yeah. that fight. I was yeah, that you. fight was wild. So it was uh, at OC guy. Fight Club. Um, it was like sold out and sold so many tickets for that fight. We had the event outside, um, and I was a co-main event, and we like stole the show. But you know, fought him. We just had you know good fight back and forth. Uh, actually, it wasn't back and forth. I dominated him. You know, he can say what he wants, but you know, everybody saw the fight. You know, video speaks for itself. Yeah, video speaks for itself. Uh, he he landed like one punch in the second round that like rocked me for a bit, but I bounced back from it. Um, so you know, had that fight. He's a very tough opponent, very seasoned guy. He's been fighting for a while, even though that was like I think that was either his pro debut or something. But he's been fighting for like years, you know, and he won the worlds in jujitsu. Uh, so I won that fight. And then a few months later, uh, you know, LFA had their show in in California, and they gave I got the call, and I fought uh, this, kid, this guy Tyson uh, Miller, very tough fighter, you know, really really good tough guy, um, you know, had a crazy weight cut for that fight. So tell, uh, teach me a little bit more about the LFA, and yeah. then I was wondering. UFC Fight Pass yeah. televises it? Yeah. Yeah, because I saw you had UFC shorts on too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah explain yeah. that. Can you explain like that league for a little yeah, 100%. bit? 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had the UFC shorts on because, you know, some of the idiots online would be talking shit like, oh, you, you're not in the UFC. Why are you wearing UFC shorts? First off, if you uh, want to go somewhere in life, you have to see yourself. So mm. for myself, I'm like, I'm going to put the UFC shorts on because I'm going to be a UFC fighter. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, so and I like the shorts as well. They just feel good. So I threw those on. People were talking shit. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But uh, basically, LFA is like the feeder league to UFC. So you see, like Alex Pereira came from uh, LFA. Oh wow. Sean O'Malley came from LFA. Basically, a lot of top fighters right now in the UFC they mostly came from LFA. A lot of like them LFA to contender series yeah. or or yeah, LFA contender series UFC. UFC or or LFA UFC. You know, LFA is UFC. You know what I'm saying? You're fighting the same guys. So, um, like, uh, and the guy, Ed Soros, he's the CEO of LFA. He's managed, like, a lot of great fighters. He managed Alex Pereira, Anderson Silva, Leo Machida, like, big names. Brazilian kickboxers. Yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian kickboxers. You know, the, the dude I fought last, he was a big-time Brazilian kickboxer. He had, like, a lot of fights, really good fighter. Um, so, there's no easy fights in LFA. Uh, it's a very tough organization, but it's just, like, a proven ground, you know? And, um... You know, the fights are, are always great in there. Yeah. Wow. That's okay, awesome. Okay, so I really need to know. I saw you on Instagram with David Goggins. Yeah. You said, oh, we just went on a run with him. Dude, that's not no normal run, I bet. Yeah. What I did you guys it was, do? It was, a, it was a regular run. It was just five miles. Because that day he was doing okay. like, uh, he did. Five miles with boats in Five miles. Oh, no, just <laughs> regular five miles. He was doing like five miles every, like, um, he was doing five miles basically for 48 hours. 
What? Like nonstop, like five miles. I think you'd like rest thirty minutes and then five miles. Something like something <laughs> right. crazy like that. Some what? So, uh, it's just yeah, a Goggins stuff. Something stat. like that. I don't remember exactly. So he but, was doing his David Goggins stuff. Yeah. If you happen to yeah. run into him. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like <laughs> just normal. My guy, uh, my guy Ryan hit me up and uh, he's like, "Hey, you want to meet Goggins? Like, uh, pull up. We'll do you know five miles." So I pulled up five miles, talked to him for a bit, you know, and uh, he loves fighters. He loves stuff like that, and uh, he's a real dude. He's a good guy, and actually. Uh, like I was saying, my LFA fighter, Tyson Miller, uh, that was the last time I fought at 170. When I was cutting weight for that fight, I got to a point where uh, I think I was at like 180 or something like that. And the weight stopped coming off. Uh-oh. And it was like an hour left. And there's like, all right, there's no way I'm going to make weight. And then there's an hour <clears throat> What did you need to left. make? Uh, 170. 170. It was at 180. It was at 180 and oh I had an hour And I had to drive to LA. That's an hour. You know, so what? yeah, so it was like I was like I was like, all right, fuck, I just I have to do it. So I just put on David Goggins and uh, I just hopped in the tub and I was just sitting in there, just listening to David Goggins, just zoning in. Hopped in the tub, hopped out, wrapped myself, went back in the tub, just back and forth, back and forth. By the time I was like, all right, I have I have to fucking go because I'm gonna be super super late. I'm already late. So I hopped in the car. I was weighing like 170. Were you driving? Yeah, I was driving. Yeah. Bro. Bro, I was so zoned in. I was in a different, I was in a different mindset. I was in a way different Dude, mindset. Dropped I was 10 like, pounds in 10 yeah. minutes. I, I wrapped myself. I was like in a trash bag or something. I put the blasted the heat. I yeah. like put all the stuff oh on. Oh my and God. And I was like driving. I still had like seven pounds to lose. And I was just listening to David, David Goggins. And when I got to the commerce, I like made weight. No way. Yeah, yeah, That's bro, actually seven, insane. Seven yeah. pounds in an yeah, hour drive, yeah, dude. Yeah, 100%. Oh my God. Your body starts doing weird shit. If you have to do it and you're like, nah, I have to do it, but you don't know how you're going to do it, your body will make it happen. Uh. You know, but yeah, it did took a toll on my body though. Yeah, for I'm yeah, sure. I, I I'm like, going to try that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to lose 10. Tell us about your fight camp right now. Yeah, fight camp right now. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just, just hard work every single day. I'm trying to get. Like uh, superhuman strong. That's what I tell myself every day. Superhuman strength. Um, and then, you know, just really dialing in on technique, dialing in on my striking, um, you know, just soaking in as much not as much knowledge uh, as Master Rafael Cordero shows every single day. Uh, watching a bunch of fights, just like trying to be creative with how I approach my fighting in, in the fight game and, uh, you know, staying motivated, staying uh, inspired. Like every single day, like watching Rocky movies. Right now, my whole fight camp is just Rocky playlist on on repeat. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Every single day, like I'm doing bag work every day. I'm just doing everything every day. I'm just doing uh, as much as I possibly can every single day. Uh, and that's and that's my fight camp. You know, a lot of jujitsu. You know, even after this, <clears> you're gonna go train, dude. How many how many hours train. do you sleep every day? Uh, oh, I'm trying to sleep eight now, but usually I sleep like five. Damn, you know, but I, just, I recently found out, like, all right, no, it is, it is real. Like, if you sleep eight hours, you do, like, do better. So, yeah, you feel yeah. a little better. Like, on sparring days, I make sure I get eight hours of sleep, you know. But, uh, like, uh, yeah, eight hours to let my body recover. I did that last fight camp, and I saw a huge, like, difference. So, you know, eight to nine hours, you know, at least, like, two, three times a week, you know. Uh, how how detailed is your game plan for your opponent? Yeah. Are you like setting up the whole fight with your coaches? Like yeah. we're going to do this, this round, yeah. this, the second yeah. round, this, the third round. Yeah. Or is it like bullet points of like, this is what we're going to do if he does this is yeah. what I'm going to do if he does that? Uh, I used to do it like that. Like, all right, we're going to do this, do that, do this. But now it's just like, nah, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm just going to follow. I'm just going to do what I'm good at. You know, yeah. like, I know what I'm good at when it, when, cause like, for example, whenever you spar, like, you don't really, like, you just kind of show up and people are there and you just do your game and you know, you're yeah. good. Like, my last couple fights, I really try to study my guys, like, heavily and uh, see what they do and all stuff. And then when you're in the fight, it's like, oh, okay, that's what he does right there. It's right there. And then you're too busy, at least for myself, you're just too thinking busy, about like, it. thinking about it, watching it, where fighting is about instincts, you know? So, uh, for myself, I'm, I, like, kind of, I'm watching what the guy does a little bit. But not really that much, you know. Who is this next guy? Yeah, tell uh, us about his this name's guy. Uh, Blair Blair Shannon. He's a tough guy, good guy. You know, I have no issues with him. He's a military guy, um, hardworking guy. You know, uh, I think he has some holes on the ground, yeah. but that doesn't mean anything. You know, uh, <laughs> it, it could mean because it's a fight. You know, you, you never know. So I just got to be 
uh, well-rounded and do everything I can and just be as good as I possibly can and go in there and execute the game plan. What's his you know? record? Uh, he thinks he's one and one. Okay. Yeah, he he lost his last fight by submission. Has he been respectful throughout? Yeah, we. Process? I saw him. I saw him uh, at the media day. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, he's like, "What's up?" You know, I was like, "Hey, let's, let's have a good fight." Shook his hand. You know, no issues. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a good guy, cool guy. You know. Uh, is it we, is it harder to get into like fight mode when it is yeah. like more respectful nah, like that? Or? Nah, it doesn't matter to me. We can disrespect each other or we can be cool because like I fought I fought all my best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. fought. Uh, you know, like I could hate like, we if we could hate each other and fight each other one second and then be cool the next. It's just it's just a fight. Like you know guys, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just a fight. We do that so, all the time. Yeah, yeah, we do it all the time. So it's like you know, my training partners. We could fight each other like we hate each other. You know, no problem. But it's like oh, it was a good fight. You know, I like the fight. So uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Like we could talk some shit, yeah, and sell some tickets. You know, I like that <laughs> yeah. too. But it doesn't really matter to me. Like either way, you know. Do you think you can take Bradley Martin? Bradley Martin? <laughs> yeah, I would choke him out in a heartbeat. <laughs> like he's two six. Yeah, yeah. Those, those social media guys are getting crazy. Talking yeah. about shit talkers too. I saw. <laughs> yeah. I saw you had Dylan Danis up on your page. Yeah, yeah the, Dylan. Dan- I, said, I would love the fight. Two, I fuck with Dylan. These Danis, two are Dylan Danis yeah, supporters because yeah. they got the Armenian yeah. blood. I like. Yeah, I got no issue. I, I fuck with Dylan Danis. I think uh, it's. I used to get annoyed with him because he's like, you know, he's. Just, I get annoyed by you know, him too. Yeah, he's talking so much shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I get what he's doing, but this is an easy fight for me. You know what I'm saying I, I want that fight because yeah. it's like an easy fight. You know what I'm saying? But he he only takes like uh, he's ducking you. He fights yeah. once every five years. Yeah, once every five years, <laughs> he's not really trying to fight for real. You know, so they probably would never happen unless yeah. like uh, unless I get some really big wins or some shit. But uh, you never know, man. There's one thing you could say to Dylan realistic. right now. What would you say? Uh... Uh, quit ducking me. <laughs> <laughs> quit ducking, bro. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that's pretty realistic, though. I yeah. think LFA might sign him. Nah, he would never no? fight. No, you don't think? Do you think UFC nah. would sign him? No, I don't think nah. Dana I mean, would. Why would he fight? Well, I don't think Dana would sign him because number one, he would only fight unless he's making a crazy amount of money, right? And the UFC is not going to sign him to make for crazy amounts of money, yeah. probably just because. All the annex he does, like he just fought Logan Paul, he probably made like a, a good amount from that. So it just doesn't really make sense for him to fight in LFA. Doesn't make sense either because why would he go to LFA? Here's the thing: if he was like a real competitor and he's like, yeah, I really, really want to do this, then yeah, it would make sense. But he I don't think that's the case. Yeah. With money. He's more so like I think he just more so wants to fight for clout, yeah, and like the attention and stuff like that, you know. I was gonna say, okay, let's say jujitsu only though. Yeah. Who do you think wins that? Yeah, jujitsu only. Uh, I probably, I think I could beat him. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm a jujitsu guy. Like yeah. straight yeah. up, I go with like all the top level jujitsu guys. Could, could yeah. you roll like, with Gordon Ryan? With Gordon Ryan, I mean, we're the same size. Like yeah. it, it's all the same. Like we're black belts. Yeah, yeah. I roll with Gordon Ryan, no problem. I roll with anybody. Like I rolled with all the top guys. I've never rolled with Gordon. Uh, I've never met. I've met him like a few times. But uh, we never trained. I mean, we're around the same size. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, we're around the same size. Yeah, I'd roll with him. No problem. What do you think? I know there's like a, um, I think it was Aljamain Sterling is getting like a lot of backlash. I yeah. don't know if you saw him at that yeah, jujitsu yeah, tournament. Yeah. He was, uh, and I don't know all the technicalities of jujitsu, but um, he was in a match and the guy that he was against was on his back the whole time, yeah. just doing like the leg thing where he's like trying to yeah. trap him, no takedowns yeah. or anything. Oh, what yeah. Kobe does that. What, what do you think about that? And uh, do you yeah. think that that's like cheap uh, for jujitsu guys to do it? Yeah, no, it's dumb because yeah. it's messing up the sport. It's making it like super pussified. Like, yeah. It's one thing. Okay. Well, yeah, they're starting on like, their back. They're yeah, not like, like you're, grappling you're, or anything. You're just pulling. You're just sitting to your butt. You know. The problem is like jujitsu. When you, it's a martial art, so it's a fight sport. You know, like we need to be able to fight. You can't do it in a street fight. So like you should like my coach. The way we learned was like no, you have to. You have to be able to take somebody down. You have to be able to throw punches. You have to be able to throw kicks. Uh, there's nothing wrong with pulling guard, but if you pull guard, you should be like penalized for that because yeah. it's like you're kind of, uh, you're like saying that you don't want the smoke on the feet, you know? So it's like, all right, you pull guard, but you should get like a uh, like a negative Deducted point. Deducted or yeah. something like so, that. So you can't just sit to your butt and then just sit there and just like win. And, and Aljamain lost like that, that yeah. match, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was crazy. And especially in a fight because it's like, okay, you pull guard, he's just going to punch you. you well, and what fight starts on their back? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah no, it's, it's just dumb. It's super dumb. You know, it's like. Can I you would, imagine I, street fight? You just get on your back right away. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Well, it's like what Dylan Dennis did in that uh, boxing match. Yeah. 
like yeah. same thing which is like yeah, it's, it's, it's clown shit you know well, it's, it's like in a real fight you get stomped on in, in a real fight shit. exactly so it's like uh and that's it actually is an issue it's like it's making that's why like some people won't watch jujitsu because yeah. it's like uh it's just like people are sitting down to their butt like you know i understand what's going on because i've lived this but it's just it if it would be better if everybody did takedowns and it would be better for everybody because more fighters would come from jujitsu because 100%. they know how to take people down like if you transition from jujitsu to mma a lot of guys uh they can't take people down so it's kind of like if you can't take someone down then you're kind of you're, you're kind of you know what i'm saying 100%. like what are you gonna do like you, you probably don't have great striking you know so it's like uh you need to be able to have it all you know like uh, you need to be able to strike. You need to be able to do it all. Even if you're just a jiu-jitsu guy. Because like, we're doing this. You get into jiu-jitsu, probably you're a kid getting bullied, whatever. You wanted to be able to defend yourself against bullies. bullies. So you're not going to pull guard on a bully. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, 100%. No, you're going to beat his ass. You're going to put him in a guillotine. You're going to take him down. You're going to slam him down. That's what I like. You know, it's much Yeah, I like style. it too. Yeah. I was wa- I was watching Gordon Ryan and Dylan Danis yeah. roll, and it was the same thing. It's yeah. like, Gordon, get up, bro. Yeah. Like, you're just making a boring match. It's supposed to be exciting. But it's like chess at that point. You know, at that point, True. it's just like, you know, Gordon Ryan could do takedowns. He, he knows how to grapple, but he's going to pull guard. He's going to do us just because. It's smarter it's like, against yeah, Dylan. Yeah, it's just smart. It's just the, the way the rules are set up. They need to change it, you know? Yeah. What do you, who, who do you think your fighting style is similar to in the UFC right now? Uh, similar to. I feel like mm, nobody. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I study John Jones a lot. I study GSP a lot. Um, you know, I study Francis Ngannou a lot. Um, but, yeah, I would say I'm just a combination of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just see random fights and I'll be like, oh, okay, I see what the guy did there. It's very interesting. And I'll just like add that into my game. But I'm just, I'm, I don't really fight like anybody, I would say. You know, I fight like myself and... Uh, moves that work for me probably won't work for other people, you know? So, you know, different combos that work, I'll take that specific combo and I'll mix it into my skill set, you know? And uh, and that's kind of how I do it, you know? It's very much what, like what, John and what's GSP. Your, what's, too, your celebration, like what's your celebration going to be when you win your next fight? Celebration. Uh, <laughs> and they, when, they, when they hold up And that, how do you predict the arm? fight going, exactly? Uh, I predict it going... I predict it probably... Either uh, first round rear naked choke or uh, decision, you know, just dominating decision wise, or uh, a knockout, uh, me knocking him out possibly. Because uh, I mean, I have like, you know, I'm actually glad that I lost those two fights because people don't know, like, they're like, oh, his striking is trash. Now I have good striking. You know what I'm saying? I've been striking for a minute. Like, I just haven't really showed it in my fights. And then those two fights, you know, to be honest, if you've seen the fights, the ref stopped the fight very quickly. The the one with Tyson Miller, I cut so much weight. Before I was going out to the fight, I had like a crazy headache. No excuses, like Tyson Miller's a beast. But before I went out to the fight, I was like, damn, I have to like finish this fight quickly. Because Not if I best, get hit, yeah. like if I get hit, I'm probably going to get rocked because it was like I was so de- dehydrated and drained. Um, but that's my fault for cutting that much weight. Um, you know, and you know, he landed the punch and went down, but however, I wasn't rock, I wasn't knocked out. You know what I'm saying? It was a good punch. Uh, the ref stopped the fight too quickly. And if you pay attention, it was the same referee in both of those fights. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and in the sec, the, the other fight with, um, Luis Francis Canelli, he's a great fighter. You know, he's a great kickboxer, really good guy, solid guy, six, eight, you know, fucking strong guy, but still, you know what I'm saying? The punch that he landed, they shouldn't have stopped the fight with him that it was just like he landed the punch and then they stopped the fight you know uh i was fine and i was blocking i was aware you see when i fight patrick becker you're like i got dropped uh in the second round you know but it, i'm fine you know yeah, what i'm right saying like up, you yeah. gotta let it keep going like this this is how i am this is what i do you know what i'm saying like if i get dropped it's not the end of the fight you know like uh I, i'll block everything and then i'll figure out what's going on and i'll come out um, but I'm glad that the fights went that way because it just made me, made me more humble and it really, really showed me like, yeah, I really, really want this, you know, cause it's like, all right, what if you lose, you know, if you go eight, what if you lose eight fights in a row, then what, you know, the, or you're going to be like, oh, I suck now. I'm trash now. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I know how good I am regardless of, uh, if I win or lose, you know, it's not going to stop me. It's not going to turn me from working hard and trying to improve myself. 
Uh, people might talk shit online and say this and say that, but I don't really care about none of that. So I'm glad that it happened because when uh, when I was like starting out, I was like, damn, I hope I never lose a few in a row. You know, one of my uh, teammates, Benil Dariush, at one point early in his career, he got like he got like knocked out like maybe two, three times in a row. And uh, he bounced back from that and then went on a crazy, crazy bounced run, you know? Crazy. So it was like, it, it can happen and uh, it's just about how bad you want it and uh, how much you're willing to improve. Like those holes in my game, how I got caught, I've improved them. You know, I've improved, I've uh, uh, really tried so many different things to to close those holes in my game. And uh, that's why I'm going up in a different weight class and all this different stuff. But I see the fight going uh, decision, like, Three round decision. Um, I see it going um, rear naked choke submission, or uh, maybe some type of arm lock, or I see it also going knockout. Me knocking him out with a punch. And the celebration. You know, celebration. Sorry, I cut Kobe I'll, off. Celebration. I ain't gonna celebrate. I ain't gonna celebrate. I'm just gonna go back home, chill out. I'm gonna uh, laugh at the people who were like counting me yeah. out and shit. And then I'm gonna get back. Post right that to the shit next on one. social you watch, media. You watch your like, <laughs> if you knock them out, how quickly do you watch your knockout after? Like in the uh, locker room, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, nah, I, I like usually. Uh, well, it depends. Like, you see it on TV later. Yeah. I watch. I watch the fights yeah. over and over and over because okay. I, I want to like see what I was doing and see what I was getting caught with and just uh, like kind of just just see it and really study it. But um, yeah, I watch like like like. Uh, all my fights, losses, everything. I've watched them like a million times over and yeah. over and over again. But yeah, as far as celebrating goes, I'm probably not going to celebrate. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I'm just going to get happy right back with the to win. it. Yeah, be happy with the Start win. Start the streak. Know? Yeah, just get right back yeah. to it. You know, I'm not going to... Go get something in and out after or something. What'd you say? Go get in and out after or something. In and out? Nah, after. I'm done with the in and out. Yeah. What? You <laughs> I mean, don't like yeah, in and yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, like, because I was eating in and out every day at one point. Yo, uh, someone, yeah, bro, put someone put a hair like, in your fries, yeah, bro. Where I gained like thirty pounds. <laughs> oh no way! Shit. Yeah, every I was eating there every day at one point. Dude, I did the same. I worked yeah. at In and Out for like two and a half years, yeah. and I had a free burger every single day. Yeah. I didn't gain any weight, man. Oh <laughs> man, I was going two burgers every time I go. Two burgers, large milkshake, fries, and uh, yeah, I gained like animal. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, just regular. Yeah, I was gaining <laughs> so much weight. It was. I gained some fat. I gained some muscle as well. But yeah, in and out. I'll probably get once a week, once yeah, a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. But it's something that happens like when you're fighting, like when you win, you know, uh, it's very easy to to get off of the path almost because it's like, oh shit, you won, like you're partying and shit. But uh, you know, and you lose is very different. But it's just better to be like, if you win, it's not a big deal. If you lose, it's not a big deal. You just go right back to the board. And you just try to stick to your to your path and your plan, yeah. whatever your goals are. That's, that's a, what I found. That's a great mindset. And I think for like, especially like a fighter your age, it's yeah. super cool. But when you look at somebody like Tony Ferguson, yeah, yeah. who's like yeah, yeah. end of his career, yeah. like I still got this. Nah, he's got like, it, bro. Yeah. What, what, how does that make you feel? And what do you oh, think? I, say, like, I mean, I get it. I understand it because uh, he's fighting to prove something to himself. Also, he's probably making pretty good money fighting. Yeah. But I don't think he's fighting for the money. I think it's more so that He's like, nah, I know how good I... Because all those fights, it wasn't like he's just getting, like, just destroyed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, in there, but it just he's so just happens. Off. Like, yeah, he's just, like, there's just a little something he needs to tweak, and he can win win some fights. But I think it's more of, like, he he's, like, he just needs to prove something to himself and win one more time and to retire. Uh, or he just likes fighting. There's something that a lot of fighters just genuinely like fighting because there's nothing... Else like it once you go back to the regular world yeah. and you're used to it's kind of like the like being a war vet you like you go you're just at war like going crazy right you know, and now you're back in regular world and you're kind of addicted to this like uh mm. like fight or flight training type every of, day yeah, like training. working towards chaos yeah. you're, you're addicted to the chaos like so life is just boring and then you just feel something's missing so so someone like Tony Ferguson, I understand why he would keep coming back. DJ Penn, same thing. He yeah. kept coming back, and then he would like get into street fights afterwards. You Chuck, know? So, yeah. yeah, Chuck came too. back. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck. Oh yeah, Chuck. Yeah. Exactly, He's a perfect example. Yeah. And it's like some people are like, oh, why is this guy coming back? Like, what? It's over with. Like, keep it's his why, life. What are you doing? But it's like, no, this is all he knows. You yeah. know, like this is what he loves. Like, what else is he gonna do? Where is he gonna get that juice from? And for me personally. If I wasn't fighting, I'd get the juice from, uh, like, painting, yeah. you know, 
which you know that that's not really it sounds it doesn't make sense but like i would do shit like all right i'm diving into this painting the same type of fulfillment probably from it yeah i'm diving in this painting i want to portray a certain feeling in this thing i'm gonna have an art show so now i have like something i have purpose fighting gives you a purpose because like you're like all right i have to get i have to be my very best this motherfucker's gonna kill me in in uh you know how on this (laughs) date he's gonna try to kill me I'm have to be my best. So everything just like you just dive all into it. And then all your problems, whatever, you're not even thinking about them. You're just like thinking about the goal and the task at hand. And then you have that uh you win, you lose, whatever, and then you know, the mission is complete. You know, so uh I get why he why guys keep coming back, you know, over and over and over again. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. What do you think, guys? Thank you so much for yeah. coming on. Yeah, yeah it was a so pleasure. Awesome, bro. Yeah. You want to tell all our subscribers, tell all the viewers where to buy tickets. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you can buy tickets at uh, go to my Instagram at Emanuele Adzo, and you can just click the link in my bio. Link will be in the description as yeah, well. Yeah, I'll put the link in the description. description. Whenever you buy tickets, <clears throat> click my name, Emanuele Adzo, so they know who you came to see, and um. And yeah, or you just message me. I have tickets in person too. The fight's gonna be at February twenty fourth at the Commerce Casino in L A. for Up Next Fighting. You guys Come check it out. That. Watch him smash. Follow some my heads. boy. Thank you so much yeah. though, for coming on. Oh yeah, appreciate it's a pleasure, yeah, Tyler Zach. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Watch his fight if you can't go to it in person. Watch it. It's gonna be on TV, YouTube, everything. You it's guys will great. see it. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you guys next Monday. Peace. See ya. All right, dude. Thank you. Dude, he's going. I saw you go for the dap up. I was like, damn, Kobe didn't see it. Oh, I didn't see it, bro. No, you didn't didn't get your hand out yet, but like, yeah, it's good. Fuck. Yeah.